This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, last week, uh, seven days ago, we got a preview of a story that uh, was being worked on that uh, had the potential to be pretty explosive. And Saturday night on the Fox News Channel, this interview did not disappoint. Victor Shokin, the prosecutor that was fired, apparently at the behest of Joe Biden and something that Joe Biden bragged about, he joined Brian Kilmeade to talk about some of the corruption involving the Bidens and Burisma. If you didn't get to see that or hear that, here's a little bit of what you might have missed. Do you believe uh, they, they were up to no good? Were they up to doing something corrupt with Burisma? Was the company of Burisma corrupt, as been alleged, which since has been disbanded? I have no doubt that there were illegal activities engaged in by uh, Burisma. As a matter of fact, the criminal case had been started before me. It continued to expand. And Zlochevsky, who at the time held the post of minister and was the founder and CEO of uh, Burisma, started bringing in people who could provide protection for him. Hunter Biden was uh, among them. And the corruption network expanded as a result. So, yes, to answer your question, there, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Burisma was engaged in illegal activities. Uh, an explosive interview conducted by Brian Kilmeade, who, in addition to being a New York Times bestselling author and the co-host of Fox and Friends and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host, is now making quite a bit of waves as the host of One Nation Saturday Nights on Fox News. Very, very pleased to welcome Brian Kilmeade back to the program. Hello, Brian. Congratulations on uh, on a terrific interview. Hey, thanks, Frank. At least we get his point of view out. And then yesterday, the Daily Mail comes out with emails that shows that Hunter Biden teamed up with the David Boyes law firm, a high-powered D.C. law firm. David Boyes of Al Gore fame tried to get him elected over George Bush in 2000 to well, work the back channels to help get rid of Victor Shokin and alleviate, alleviate the pressure on the CEO of Burisma. So Hunter Biden, that was that's the role that this guy played on the board. And now we need to find out with those 5000 emails of aliases of the former vice president turned president, Joe Biden, and why Hunter Biden was CC'd on policies to do with Turkey and Romania. I mean, there's a lot here. What was the fallout to that story, Brian? I remember you mentioned that uh, Fox had you hold that story so that you could get comment from the uh, the Biden people. What uh, what was the ramifications once that story actually aired? I mean, they put out their statement and they needed five days to do it. Or uh, they said, you know, we're going to give you uh, rather than crash it in Thursday and on Thursday and, and put it out there on Saturday. We told the White House and the White House said there's a lot here. And we said, OK, why don't we hold it for a week so you feel good about you've had a chance to respond to these explosive allegations. And they did, and they gave a long explanation, but it doesn't add up. 
and more revelations are coming out. And just wait for Eric Sherwin, the now they fractured from the Hunter Biden group. He was the money man. He'd be the one calling up and there'd be correspondence where, you know, your dad needs to put some money into the taxes on this. And Hunter, you, you need to pay this bill. So he was the money man, the almost the accountant. Now he is no longer speaking to Hunter and he does not want to testify. But when he comes out, that's going to be more than fascinating. And now uh, next week, I want to get Pershenko on. Now, Pershenko was the predecessor to Zelensky. Pershenko asked Shokin to come out of retirement to help straighten out the country after he won an election. He was not uh, somebody that Pershenko didn't like. He liked him. They were friends. And the, the allegation is Joe Biden said, fire him. And he said, listen, I need the billion dollars. You're fired. I, you ha- I have to let you go. Uh, I'm not sure politically if Pershenko, who who wants to be president again, can feel free enough to go on and talk freely about maybe the pressure the U.S. put on him, which I think is flat out wrong, to fire this guy. Can you imagine if we got, you know, know, there was uh, pressure on Trump to fire William Barr, if there was pressure on Biden to fire Merrick Garland by the Chinese? We'd say no, absolutely not. Well, they said we need the billion dollars. So they they fired him. And and the the ripple effect was this became public and the Ukrainian people were angry and they feel humiliated that another country, obviously the Ukrainians have great pride, fight like great warriors. They have great pride. They don't want other people calling their shots. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, Going to the domestic presidential situation, we spoke last week about the first Republican presidential primary debate on the Fox News channel. Since then, we've seen Mike Pence claim a surge in donations. We've seen Asa Hutchinson claim a surge of donations. We've seen Nikki Haley enjoy a bit of a surge in polling. Uh, Ron DeSantis has claimed a surge in donations. And Vivek Ramaswamy has certainly been the recipient of a surge in media attention since then. Do you see the deck kind of being reshuffled in the next few weeks in the run up to that September 27th debate? There does seem to be a movement to either replace DeSantis as the number two person to Trump with either a Nikki Haley or a Ramaswamy, depending on your perspective. Do you see it being a Trump-DeSantis race going into that September 27th debate? Or do Haley or Ramaswamy have a chance of getting that DeSantis spot? I mean, did you see Jesse Waters' interview with Vivek last night? On I did policy? not, no. But it was the same thing. I mean, he has this ridiculous notion uh, that Vladimir Putin is going to sit down with us and divorce from China. Uh, it's 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 absolutely it's farcical. And uh, we bl- and blames us for blowing up the Nordstrom to tie uh, the Nordstrom pipeline, which never should have been executed anyway, which is a crack pipe well, to I- get Europe on uh, addicted to Russian gas. 
and that Trump was 100% right by saying, what the hell are you doing? Why should I defend you if you're going to have an energy deal that knocks us out? We want to sell you natural gas. This, this administration doesn't. But you buy it from Russia, and yet I got to defend you? That was Trump's point. Vivek Ramaswamy, who's got to be extremely bright, 37 years old, I guess close to a billionaire, his foreign policy is, is a joke, and it's giving, it's resuscitated Nikki Haley because she is very logical. I think she's got a lot of experience. She looked very strong. I did not know about Asian Hutchinson, and you know Mike Pence got $250,000, which is fine. Trump got $20 million, $20 million right. off his mugshot. So I, DeSantis has looked unbelievably competent with this hurricane. Uh, extremely composed under pressure. He has put politics aside. Now, no gratuitous words of my hearts and prayers are out with you. No, no, this is what you got to do. This is what we're going to be able to do. These are the resources that I have. And just knocking out that punch list while answering questions, which this president never does. And I thought that I think this could do more for DeSantis than anything else. I think Nikki Haley is going to be a factor. Asa Hutchinson, I don't know if he's going to qualify for the next debate. Mm-hmm. I think if you can't qualify for the September 27th debate, you got to do what Mayor Suarez did. You got to drop out. Yeah. So Doug, Doug Bergram, it looks like he feels like he's going to make it. But I think that stage will get smaller. Well, and it looks like at least one candidate who brought about or threatened to bring about legal action, Larry Elder, it looks like he might be joining the debate stage for that September 27th debate as well. So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. And in Ramaswamy's defense, though, on the Nord Stream pipeline, there was some independent reporting from Seymour Hersh and others that did indicate that uh, that uh, Russia may not have uh, blown up that Nord Stream pipeline, that it might have been the, the Ukraine. Ukraine, but, no, Frank, or, I, but it's it, it's a mute point. Nobody nobody cares. It, it, they shouldn't have been even made it to begin with. And I, it's about time the Western Europe realized you cannot depend on this country for dental floss, let alone your energy, because they will shut it off. And Nord Stream two bypassed Ukraine, so it wasn't even in our interest. Do we, we're bypassing our ally, signing off on a on a pipeline that uh, Joe Biden said, yeah, you know what. Let's go back to that missile deal you were cheating on, and let's go to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that bypassed Ukraine. That sounds good. I'm not going to stand in the way. Do you realize the mixed signals this administration was giving? But having said that, right now, one thing has nothing to do with the other. You can't have a foreign policy that says, hey, China and Russia, promise not to have an alliance, and I'll let you keep 20% of another country that you invaded. So, I mean, come on. Who, who, Who signs off on that? Well, it's going to be very interesting. I think uh, a lot of the aspects of the Trump foreign policy, obviously he sang a different tune on the uh, Nord Stream pipeline, but uh, I think that the a lot of the folks that uh, prefer a non-interventionist approach, I think Ramaswamy is making a push for a lot of those voters. But one of the things I wanted to ask you yeah, is it's about— It's an uneducated approach because we did not intervene. We're pushing back on an aggressive nation who, who in the short term— wants all the Baltics back, and will then set its sights on Poland. And they will never forgive the administration of 2023 if they allow that to happen, because we're going to have a huge war in Europe. You think it's bad in Ukraine? We'll be fighting fighting on four different fronts shortly. It, we're, let me put that one aside because uh, it's a lengthier discussion than uh, than we're going to have time yeah. to get to at the moment. But uh, this uh, tropical storm 
Idalia, or as I call it, Idala, named after our friend Arthur. This is, has uh, not been the kind of cataclysmic storm that a lot of people were predicting, thankfully, making its way up through the Carolinas. But Ron DeSantis was in place. He communicated with President Biden. It was very quick to issue evacuation orders. We've seen throughout the years when there's a crisis if a governor, a mayor can exercise some sort of a strong leadership and rise to the occasion, that a lot of times that elevates them in the eyes of the public. Obviously, the best examples in our area are folks like Rudy Giuliani and Andrew Cuomo after September 11th and during COVID. Obviously, we saw what happened with COVID. But do you think DeSantis distinguished his presidential campaign at all with his handling of this hurricane and this tropical storm? Yeah, that was my point. I thought that, you know, people are saying down on DeSantis that you shouldn't be because the guy executes. He's he's fine when it comes to meeting people. He's not Bill Clinton. Uh, Barack Obama was not great one-on-one either. He was great in small crowds and big crowds, but he wasn't great one-on-one. DeSantis just wants to look you in the eye and say, what do you need? Uh, I'm not, maybe he's not going to hug you, but he'll get your answers. And what's, you know, his, his group, I said, like, you know, the insurance industry in Florida has been flat on its back. Because of the amount of natural disasters or various things or corruption, I'm not sure where it emanates. But he's revamped it, and he's on the way to doing it. And I got the outline last night. They sent it over. I said, well, the one thing about Florida is their insurance rates are high. He goes, yeah, but they're coming down, and here's what we're doing. Almost everybody was saying this guy's competent, including Joe Biden. Came out and said, yeah, I give him what he needs. He's pretty much got it under control. And Florida's great at this. Rick Scott was really good. I think Ron DeSantis is actually better. Jeb Bush was awesome. Uh, they say that this guy was unbelievably organized. And to, to go back to the future, that's really part of the reason why George Bush was was caught a little bit by the incompetence of Louisiana. He was gotten these natural disasters hitting Florida. He sees mm. the way his brother's handling it. In Louisiana, they see how inept the mayor and governor were and how unwilling they were to take any Republican help from a Republican president. And the president ended up getting, you know, really hammered by Katrina, which we're coming up on our past uh, anniversary. But I do. I think he did his job. And guess what? He had more face time than Donald Trump over the last few days. Oh, no. He had more face time than anybody. I know. And he looks good. Yeah. No, everybody was covering him. That's why I brought that up. Uh, on the Democratic side of the ledger, Mark Halperin in his Wide World of News newsletter this week, he cites a lot of Democratic sources, including a lot of sources close to Biden, that don't want Biden to be the candidate, many of whom don't think Biden will be the candidate, but they're saying that Biden and his team still want to maintain control over the Democratic nominating process to avoid a coronation of Kamala Harris. At this point, Brian, how realistic a scenario do you think that is, meaning Biden not going forward with running and not being the Democratic nominee? Man, can you imagine that announcement? He has every intention of doing it. He fired up his campaign this week. Uh, they um, they have his surrogates fanned out 12 different places, uh, Shapiro and Murphy and others, um, and Gavin Newsom. Everybody's almost bypassing the current vice president, except for a casual Jamel Hill who says, if you criticize the vice president, you don't like black women. Which at one point are we going to get sick of this ridiculous accusation? The same one that if you don't like Obamacare, you don't like black presidents, which is farcical, and everyone knows it's ridiculous. Uh, but we're we're getting to that again. But my feeling is these men who are fanned out 
for Joe Biden will quickly morph into a uh, a campaign. But, man, their backs will be against the wall. There is no primary schedule. There is nothing planned. The super PACs have not been formed, as far as I could tell. Governor Whitmer will be somebody else in that mix. But if you see Joe Biden yesterday and the other day, he looks terrible. He can't get a sentence out. He doesn't look up from his cards. Did you see him with the president of Costa Rica? He mumbled his way through a remark and then stared straight down at his index cards on his lap. And this guy can't be president. But I don't know if you can dislodge him unless his wife steps in. It, we'll see where it goes. It's going to be very interesting. I know uh, you're speaking with uh, Joe Lieberman today. He's going to be on this program, I believe, tomorrow. A lot of folks are concerned that his efforts with no labels are going to be successful in electing Donald Trump. There's a lot of hostility, even preventing them trying to uh, trying to prevent them from getting on the ballot. Where do you see this no labels situation going? It's certainly a very different type of third party candidate than we've seen in recent election cycles. I find him, I find Joe Lieberman uh, endlessly interesting to talk to because he's a Democrat moderate, legitimate Democrat, moderate Democrat who won independent when Ned Lamont beat him in the primary and then beat Ned Lamont and got his Senate seat back. But he was so alienated uh, from Democrats, he tend to go spend most of his time with John McCain and Republicans. And he cares about the country first. Man, we, we could learn a lot from him. I, I do think that uh, no labels would be the most formidable, most organized third party in our lifetime that if they even establish themselves on all 50 ballots, this could be the beginning of no labels being a factor instead of a just a one hit wonder where, you know, you see some guy Cornell West or you see some of these other third parties just get in and get one percent and get out. They're having their own convention in April. So this is happening. You saw their press conference with Huntsman and Manchin. This is happening. You know, Joe Lieberman is for real, and these guys have some money. So they're going to be factors. Just watch. They, you know, Republicans are saying, okay, that's interesting. Democrats are incensed that this is happening because they know Joe Biden is a ridiculous nominee, but they got the machine like Fetterman, clearly addled, clearly doesn't know where he is a lot of the times. I feel bad that he had a stroke, but he should not be in office, but the machine supports him. And the same thing with uh, Joe Biden. This will underline, you know, you're not taking on a politician in their prime who has different views. You're taking on a politician that's shot and the Democratic Party can't dislodge him. That's why they're upset because no labels is a legitimate alternative. I look for Manchin maybe to do it because he's going to lose to Jim Justice. Yeah, this it, guy doesn't want to lose, and so instead run for president. The Wall Street Journal reporting today that Joe Manchin and his daughter are uh, launching a $100 million initiative to raise money for a centrist political organization separate from No Labels as well. So it's going to be interesting. Brian, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your interview with Tyrus a little bit later. I understand he's retiring from wrestling, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to impress him with your knowledge of uh, superstar Billy Graham and Bruno San Martino, among other bits of wrestling. Also, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you at Atlantic City at the end of uh, next month. And uh, don't be lame right. and go to bed early. we got to hit those craps tables together. I don't know how to get I'll I, teach but you. I, don't, I will I teach do, you. I am upset that you don't bring up Stan Hansen and the Larry. <laughs> that was a controversy that you want to next put behind week. you. Next week. Next, next week, week, Brian. Brian me. Catch him on Fox and Friends on his own radio program. Mid-mornings, one of the most listened to in America. Thanks, Brian. Go uh, get him, Frank.